All right, everyone. Welcome to a January 2021 episode of the Tailgate Kings. We are back after hurricanes and pandemics and all sorts of things. Chef Chad and Casey Jones have been keeping the boat afloat with Jackson the Kid podcast. If you haven't checked that out, be sure to do it. But I'm back. Jason's back. Chad is with us. Casey, unfortunately, is uh, still working on his house right now. Um, got a little... Uh, hurricane damage but we're here to preview the uh the six games this weekend the six playoff games it's wild card weekend and uh jay you and i've got a little skin in this game chad you um your 49ers man what happened to your 49ers this season <laughs> massive injury you know you can't lose your whole defensive line before the season starts and then your quarterback and then all your running backs you know it, there's there's consequences to injury and that's what we face and we'll see what happens in the soft season if we keep Garoppolo and what we can do to keep some running backs healthy. But, you know, Bosa had a great rookie year. And then, you know, it, it's – we lost and made some trades. But that defense looked totally different. Couldn't keep healthy guys on the field. Jason, man, this season has been up and down with the, with, with the pandemic, with the virus and everything else. I mean, your Steelers had to deal with it more than any other team. Uh, like I said, we'll talk about that when we get to your Steelers. But we're going to open first with, uh, with the other team close to all of our hearts, the Saints. Jason, the Saints get Kamara for the game. If they played on Saturday, they wouldn't have him. All right. So that's just showing you how this virus is working in, in the playoffs already. Is it, 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 but does it matter? Is this going to be a game that the Saints can win this week? I'm, or, or is this going to be, uh, you know, a, another disappointment for Saints fans after the last few seasons? I don't think this will be disappointed at all. In fact, I think I will say this I will say the Bears are even better than a bye week. You can keep the team hot. You can get the running backs reinstalled. As long as you can keep Breeze upright for the first half, you can let Hill get all the reps he needs to feel hot in the second half. I, I think this is actually really, really good timing. There, there's certain teams that a bye week uh, uh, doesn't play well for. I, I would be worried if I were a Packers fan about how they cut play coming off a of bye week because it can be kind of dangerous, especially when you've been so hot and had so much momentum. And the Saints have a chance to build that momentum get the team healthy, get the band back together, and be ready to move on. I don't think the Bears are that imposing. I, I think the Saints should win this game with ease, and I think it will end up paying off for us so we can, we can ride that momentum the way we've seen uh, um, Eli Manning do it or, or Ben Roethlisberger, or those guys who won straight through from the wild card weekend. I think we can see the Saints do that. This, this is better than the bye week. Chad, what do you think, man? I mean, the Bears, they've got the defense. They've got Khalil Mack there. You know, I mean, he's been wreaking havoc all season again. What, and, and the offense, have they figured it out? They brought Trubisky back. The, the offense has looked somewhat confident. They're, they're, they're running the offense through David Montgomery, it seems now. Allen Robinson's quietly had a fantastic year um, for, for a wide receiver. Uh, Chad, I mean, do the Bears have a chance here? Sure. Uh, you know, this is the postseason. It's the NFL and all these guys have pride at stake and, and there's going to be every reason for them to show out because, you know, Trubisky's got a lot on the line in terms of his future. Uh, you know, a team that started hot toward the middle of the season looked like they were total hot garbage, but now have put it back together with Trubisky looking like a, a serviceable NFL quarterback. But I, I, I do agree with Jay for the most part here that, uh, you know, if you can't get the buy, I guess the bears would be the next best thing. And, and breeze looked a lot different last week. So you're starting to see some of this round back into shape. You get all your um, running backs back 
and and usable. I, I think New Orleans handles business, but I think it could be a, a, a more interesting game. You know, the the Bears they they their defense is good. They they've played well defensively all year, and if they can control the football a little bit, they may make this a little more interesting than I think everybody would suspect. No, I, I think Matt Nagy's done a really good job this season uh, coaching the Bears and, and the way he's kind of gotten this team to, to rally in the second half. Because as you said, they started hot, then they got really cold. They weren't, didn't know what they were doing at quarterback. They, uh, they brought in Nick Foles even, you know, for a little bit. And, uh, and then they went back to Trubisky. The Saints, on the other hand, we've seen them, uh, you know, it, is this going to – what kind of breeze are we going to get here, Jay? I mean, are we going to get – are we going to be able to see Breeze make it through an entire playoffs? I mean, we, we've talked about his age before. We've talked about his arm. Uh, and, uh, and not only that, but he hasn't had Michael Thomas basically all season, you know. So, what, what kind of – is Thomas back for this game? Is he finally off the – Oh, he's done. Huh? Well, he, I, thought I think his, he's done. He, he's he on went IR. on IR. Yeah, he went on IR, but that's only like a three-week thing usually, I mean, nowadays. Um, right. I don't think I don't he's know. back for this game, but – but you know that's another issue. You know when when Kamara is your leading receiver and your and your leading rusher, I mean, Jay, are, do the Saints have enough weapons? Does Breeze have enough Breeze left? <laughs> <laughs> I think he does. Honestly, I, I think we need to see more Hill. I know I know there's a lot of old school Saints fans who don't like that idea, but I, I think we want to see Breeze early and Hill late. I think that should be the game plan. Uh, uh, you know, the, the passing of the torch, so to speak, and the way to keep a playoff run alive. We've said this for years. We've seen Breeze slowly decline. And, and actually years where he's had injury and missed games, he's fared better in the playoffs because he's got that extra rest. I, I don't see any reason that Breeze has to work too hard here. I think that the key is getting the ball out quickly so that you do avoid the Bears pass rush. If you can do that, I think you're fine. Look, this may be a problem with some other teams more advanced in the playoffs, but but I think if you can get the ball out of out of out of Breeze's hand over the head of that offensive line to Kamara, to your tight ends, to receivers in the slot, you can beat up the Bears pretty quickly. I mean, Breeze does have a habit of making other receivers look really good. Just a shame that he's not going to have Michael Thomas, as, as we point out, still on IR. We don't even know if he's going to be with the team next year the way this season has gone. All right, 10 points. Saints are 10-point favorites. Over-unders 47. Which way are you going here, Jason? I know you're taking the Saints overall, but are you taking the Saints and 10, or are you, uh, are you giving up that double-digit number? Uh, you know, while it goes against logic, I, I, would, I, would, I would bet Saints. I'd, I'd give the points, and I'd go over. Go over. All right. What about you, Chad? Over-unders 47, Saints by 10. How are you feeling about either of those numbers? I'd probably take the under, and 10's too many. Oh, you think it's going to be closer, huh? So you, you've yeah, got a low-scoring game then? Yeah, I, I think it'll be a little bit low, more low scoring than and closer than people predict. You know, the the Bears defense has kept them in this season. So, uh, and and Breeze is still a question mark, and, and we might see more Hill, but I think that you probably will see a more conservative game plan from both of these teams, being that both their quarterbacks are question marks. I mean, Breeze is Breeze, but he's still not 100% healthy. How could you be after 11 crack ribs and a punctured lung? <laughs> no, I, I agree with you, man. I'm with you on both those numbers, I think. I'm, I'm, I'm taking Chicago in the 10, and I'm probably going the under, but I'm probably avoiding both these numbers, A, because as Jason usually is, I, I don't like double-digit uh, spreads, and that 47, I feel like, is really close, I feel like, to the number of points that's going to be scored here. I would probably avoid this game entirely. Uh, just because. All right, next up, we've got the Bucks going to Washington. 
and and the Washington is getting eight in this game. It's I mean, look, of course they are, because why? Because the NFC East has been horrible all season. But I mean, is there anything here in Washington? I mean, Chase Young obviously with his "I want Tom," but I mean, Chase Young alone isn't going to do it. Can this Washington defense rattle Tom Brady enough to to get the win, Jay? No, you know, look, Tampa Tom, the Brady Bunch, whatever you want to call them, they're heating up at the right time. And now what do you do when you have – you, how does the secondary handle Gronkowski, Evans, Antonio Brown? It's, it's just not possible. Like, I, I don't have any illusions that the Tampa Bay Bucks are going to win the Super Bowl this year. But I think even this young, good Washington defense can't stop them. I mean, this – Washington won the NFC East with a losing record, right? So I don't – they're not really that much of a threat. It's a fun story. I know everybody wants Alex Smith to be comeback player of the year. Alex Smith didn't practice yesterday. Their backup quarterback didn't practice yesterday. Their young stud running back Gibson didn't practice yesterday. And these aren't COVID things where the guys might come back at full strength. These are guys dealing with injuries and having problems. This Washington team would struggle to beat the Bucks healthy in this hobbled state. There's just no way. Yeah, no, I, I think you're right. You know, I, I think you're right. Uh, Chad, how much does uh, Mike Evans maybe not being in this game affect Tampa Bay? Is that going to be an issue if, if Mike Evans has to sit out uh, with, that, with that injury? Or, um, or does Tampa Bay have enough weapons to get by Washington? Well, not now that you got A.B. and he's starting to look like the guy who's A.B. <laughs> I mean, that, now he's living in Brady's house and they're going over schemes and, they all, you know, their downtime, and, uh, you know, a hyperextended – need for Evans doesn't look so bad. Look, Chase Young, I, I'm, I get that you want this guy and, and you know, your, your rivalry, Ohio State-Michigan rivalry, I get all that. And, and that defense is pretty good, really, in all honesty. If you want to break it down, they're more than just Chase Young. They've got a lot of nice parts on that defense. And uh, Rivera has done a really good job. I mean, they they've – and, and Alex Smith is a story to love, but McLaurin's still hurt. You know, uh, they, they've not had all their guys. Their running backs have been constantly in and out of the lineup. You know, they've, they don't have really any kind of momentum going into this. So as much as I would like to say this could be close, Brady's starting to look like the old Brady and throwing the ball down the field, you know, uh, with with too many guys and, and too many weapons at his disposal, I just I don't know how you I don't know how you rein that in if you're you're Washington, no matter what your game plan is. Now Brady Brady's maybe in some ways eat my lunch uh, this uh, this season with the with the amount of downfield throwing he's done. I can't really call him noodle arm, but at the same time, uh, I don't know if, I, I don't know if you uh, if you've seen you know the what the the Peyton Manning breakdown of the of, of the Gronk catch where he's like Gronk stole that ball that wasn't for Gronk and then uh, just this just this past week I think AB stole one from Scotty Miller so I don't know if Brady is throwing the ball in the right spot or if receivers are just going up and getting it but um but is eight points going to be enough Jay I mean eight points forty four and a half the over under. It, it, it is are the Bucks going to blow out Washington by more than eight? I, I kind of lean in that they are. Yeah, I feel the same way about the Bucks game that I do about the Saints game. Look, Evans warmed up in practice yesterday. He wasn't in the second half of practice. He wasn't in the first half of practice. I see him at the very least coming in once they get in the red zone or even inside the 35 just to flummox defenses, even at three-quarter speed. I, I think he'll be in there. Arian says he's a game-time decision. I think Arian's 
might be doing a little uh, uh, Belichick with his injury, <laughs> right? I, I, I'd be shocked if he didn't play, and I'd be shocked if this game wasn't a blowout. Yeah, I don't know if he has to play, though. If he, if he is at all injured, I might actually think of sitting him or resting him. You know, I don't think they need it to, to blow out uh, Washington. What, what, what do you think here, Chad? Uh, eight, eight points, not enough? Uh, eight points is probably like, I, I, I would have to say, um, you know, this is, this is a two touchdown, 18 to 20 point win for the Bucks. <laughs> so 44 and a half then guys, where are we at on that? We're all taking the Tampa Bay and the points, um, 44 and a half. I still that feel like that number. That's yeah. <laughs> Uh, I, I'm kind of – I don't – that number, again, I feel like is way too close to the number. I, I don't know. What, what What do you guys got in the over-under here? I go over, yeah. Over? Yeah, I don't know if Washington scores enough, though. That's just my problem. That's that's my problem, too, is does Washington have the firepower at this point to to get to that number? I, I think you're right. It's probably really, really right at that number. I would probably lay off the over-under. I mean, 35-10 thir- gets you a 45-point game, and I guess that's over. So, I mean, it, I could see like a 35-10 sort of game. So, maybe I'm leaning over if you, if you, if you have to take one of these to make your parlay. But, but yeah, um, I, I take Tampa Bay in the points, but that over-under, that's really tight. All right, uh, final NFC game to talk about is the Rams at the Seahawks. I, I haven't known what to make of the Seahawks all season. At first, it felt like they were the, the best team in the NFL – and uh, and then then it felt like you know I don't know like D- DK Metcalf kind of even disappeared for a couple games it felt like and he's been he's like the most dominant receiver in the NFL for a little bit there. The Rams on the other hand, <laughs> even even more questions, man. Uh, Seahawks is getting the, Seahawks are getting the home three points. That's about it. So the Vegas thinks this is a toss up. Jay, what do you think? I agree, it's a toss up. Look, I'm gonna go. Seahawks to win here, but I would lay off this game because it is a true toss-up. And I'm going Seahawks for a very specific reason. Russell Wilson, well, I guess two reasons. Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll has won more wild card games than any coach in NFL history, right? Pete Carroll excels in week one of the playoffs. Right. It's it's his place. It's where that is his domain. It's hard to beat him. And without the fans, it kind of evens out playing in Seattle a bit because those fans are so crazy. And I don't think it makes it easier for the opponent, the opposing team. I think the Seahawks just aren't used it feels like practice. They're not used to not having that raucous stadium. It gives them a mild disadvantage, but Russell Wilson always plays MVP-type football, and especially in the playoffs. And Pete Carroll comes up with a tricks that fool other teams early in the playoffs. And I might not fool them late, but they'll fool them early. I expect some fun trick plays, and the Seahawks just squeak this one out. All right, Chad, what you got here, man? I mean, I know, I know you love Russ. I know you love when Russ is cooking, but is Russ still cooking right now? No, he's he's been far less than cooking. He's not even been braising. Um, you know, it's been <laughs> it's been low moist heat for him for the last four weeks. Oh, he's, oh, he's, oh, moist heat. Oh, you know, well, I mean, let's call it what it is. I mean, I, I started Trubisky over over Russ in a fantasy game for crying out loud. That and actually it paid off. So you know, as far as obviously this isn't fantasy but in terms of what he was at the beginning of the season when he was on a trajectory to set all kinds of records uh you know he, he's not that anymore but this team is much more balanced now they, they've come at you differently and they've they've finally started to create an identity defensively which is Pete Carroll's forte and they they have the ability to um 
allow the team to do different things and and it doesn't have to be um you know all russ and i think that's a a solid thing and you know as much as i love aaron donald and and that rams defense and all they're capable of I just don't know what you do when, I mean, and I'm not a big golf guy. I don't, I don't think he's a world shaker, but he's still your leader and he's still the guy who you count on to run your offense and to not have him. And again, not have him. I think you're, you're asking for, for problems. And I, I don't see how the Rams can overcome that kind of uh, minus in their game plan. I just, I, I don't, I don't think it works. So um yeah, I like the Seahawks here, and, and those are good numbers that Jay's throwing out there with Carroll being that kind of a, a, a wild card coach. I wasn't aware of those numbers, and that's good information. Yeah, yeah no, I, not, when, not when you think about it, when you think about it, yeah, I mean, Carroll, he's always in the second round. I <laughs> just never never really thought about it. It's like him and Belichick, right? I mean, I bet Bitch and Belichick has got to be up there in a first-round wins as well. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I, I don't know what you do here, though. This game, This game is – it feels like the Rams could, could steal this game because, because of Aaron Donald getting to Russ and because of that three-headed running attack that's going to be healthy in Cam Akers, uh, Daryl Henderson, and, and Malcolm Brown. And they have the wide receivers. I just don't know. The Rams and Sean McVay, one day, one day they're good. The next day it's like, what is this team? Um, yeah, they've I, had I, a lot of ups and downs. They've had a lot of reasons to be speculative of them. Like I said, the Lions three, over-unders 42. I'm going to take the Seahawks and the three. I think, I think the Seahawks win by more than that, but I think this is a, it's, it's a high-scoring game where, 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 you, where you, usually you would look at these two teams and think 2017 maybe. I'm, I'm going a little higher on this one. I'm going the over of 42, and I'm taking the Seahawks to cover. Jay, what do you got here? You got the Seahawks covering with the three? Are you touching this? Are you not touching that line? What about no, the over? I'm laying off. It's when I look at these teams play, it could be a shootout, or it could be, I think last time they played, it was like a 12-20 game. You don't know what's going to happen with these two teams when they meet. They're division rivals. It goes one way or the other. I'd be weary of messing with the over-under. And, and three points, I agree. Coin flip. I, I'd lay off. I feel least confident about this game, betting-wise. All right, Chad, how, how do you feel? You, you, you got you strong one way or the other on this one? I think I think the Seahawks win by six, you know, but I wouldn't touch the over-under. I, I, I think it's going to be close one one way or the other if it's high scoring or not. But I don't see it being high scoring. I think if, if I was forced, if I was hand of the flame on it, I would take the under just because I don't see, uh, you know, how the Rams score without their leader. And that defense the Rams put up, could easily hold the the sea chickens in check for four quarters. So if I was if I was pushed and had to bet, I would take the under. But I would say that you know the Seahawks end up winning by six. <laughs> None of us feel good. We just feel like the Seahawks are going. All right, all right. Uh, let's move over to the AFC now. All right, my Titans hosting the Ravens. All right, I have loved this team. The Titans have run through Derrick Henry, 2,000-yard season, quietly in some ways. Nobody's talked about it. But for some reason, Mike Vrabel, like all these defensive coaches, can't put together a defense. And my Titans defense has been absolutely pitiful. The only good thing is the Ravens, they've had the Ravens numbers the last two times they played them, and Lamar Jackson can't get out of the first round. Jay, Baltimore is a three-point favorite on my turf. How do you feel about that? 
I think that's a mistake. This is the upset special of the week, without a doubt. Look, the, the Titans beat the Ravens earlier this season in Baltimore. The Titans beat the Ravens last year in the playoffs in Baltimore. And now the Titans get their home field. And if nothing else, you know, I know they have defensive woes, but that offensive line is their best defense. You know, and, and uh, I don't know what your, your, your boy there, Derrick Henry, brought, bought the O-line, but hopefully he purchased them something after running <laughs> for 2,000 yards, right? They totally are the Titans' identity. And I don't know how deep the Titans can go in the playoffs with this team, but the Titans are now the only franchise in football history to have 2,000, two 2,000-yard 2, rushers, right? Both, both Chris Johnson and now Derrick Henry. And those are both within the last decade. This team has a clear identity and they're playing at home against a team that is traditionally underperformed in the playoffs. And that lines up really nicely for them. I, I go with the dog in this one, and I take the under. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I, I'm with you because maybe maybe I'm uh, maybe I'm looking through Titan Rose glasses. So, Chad, tell me, man, how scared should my Titans be of the Ravens? You know, I'm an Oilers fan, so <laughs> I, I I hold dear to uh, all all lineage, and I have affinity for your boys i always have i think Tannehill's a grossly underrated guy and i think both of those wideouts have had very nice seasons i i think that this team has all of the the makings again to to be that team in the postseason that that gives other teams fits you've got to figure something out on the defensive side of it you've not you've grossly underachieved this season and that is surprising with the Vrabel-led defense. But, you know, Baltimore has been up and down defensively. They've been good and then bad and then good again. Uh, Lamar Jackson has his postseason woes. They have a nice running attack. They don't have any receivers. You know, they don't, Mark Andrews can't be your, your leading receiver. He, he's, he's a nice piece, but he's not, he's not a number one wideout. He's a tight end, for crying out loud. So I don't know how, how Baltimore wins this game, in all honesty. I don't, I don't see how they do. I think there's more upside for a Titans postseason than there is for a Baltimore postseason. Baltimore has got to do something to augment their skill positions because I don't think – he's a bad pocket passer. I think he's, he's a much better pocket passer than people give him credit for, but I don't think he's being set up to succeed. I think your Titans win. I think there's more points in this than expected. I would, what's the over under here? 54 and a half. Ooh, that's a lot. <laughs> I think, I think it's a 31, 31 game. I mean, Titans just played the Texans to a 41, 38 game that almost went to overtime, except they dunked in a kick last week. I, I, I just love Derrick Henry, dude. I, I think that guy, if, he would get my MVP vote. But um, oof, I don't know. I don't know. The Titans are going to win. Yeah, I, That's all I'm going to say for sure, for certain. I feel like for certain. I, this is the game I most want to watch this weekend. I feel like the Titans are the most uh, prepared to win this weekend. I mean, I, I love this Titans team. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm glad that you threw out some love to, to Tannehill. But really, for me, as much as I love Derrick Henry, and I know Derrick Henry is, is, is the engine that runs this team, you guys don't know how nice it is to have A.J. Brown. It's, it's been – I don't know when the last time we've had a receiver that you can throw the ball and you know he's going to catch it, you know. I mean, it goes up and gets the ball in, in a dig sort of way, in a, you know, in a, in a Heinz Ward, Plexigo Burris – you know, sort of way. 
Your boy Corey has come on at the end of the season. Yeah, well, and and because of A.J. Brown, he's opened it up for Corey Davis. So, you know, it's it's, it's been nice in that regard. But, no, this this Titans team – it's just going to be how how long do they do they stick with Derrick Henry? Because we saw last season they got to the the playoff game against Mahomes and and got away from the run, and that was that was the end of the title. Until the wheels fell off, Rabel's not going to make that mistake again. Hopefully not. Hopefully not. Okay, over unders fifty four and a half. Jay, I know I know we're all taking the Titans here. What about what do you think about the points here, real quick? Over under. What, which way you <laughs> that's silly. No, no, that that's not. No, no. Go under if you're going anywhere on this. Really, really. Game. Okay. Yeah, fifty four points. 50, I that? mean, that's, that's, that's like a 35, you know, a 35, 20 games, 50, 55. So. Yeah. I, I don't think this is 35, 20. I, I, I think this, I'll tell you what, Matt, if it goes over, you're, you're, you're losing to the Ravens. I think the Titans win this. I can on the clock. Ah, okay. All right. I see what you're saying here. I see, I, I see what your game plan is. I just, I don't know how this game is low scoring. I feel like these teams are just going to – they're throwing defense out the window, I think, in this game. I think Henry runs all over, and then Lamar Jackson does crazy Lamar Jackson stuff. I'm, I'm taking the over, but I can see – I see your philosophy on the under there, Jay. All right. Uh, next, next game up is the Colts uh, heading to the Bills. Play, uh, play Josh Allen, man. And Josh Allen, who's had a, uh, an MVP-type season in almost any other year, you know. Uh, if nothing else, if they gave – I was saying that they gave a most improved player award. Josh Allen would at least win that, I think, this year. So they don't they don't give one of those. They, no, 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 most improved player. <laughs> they don't give you the uh, the the special trophy. Um, <laughs> but but these Colts at the same time um, have come on the last couple weeks, and and they look like my Tennessee Titans light running through Jonathan Taylor and having a somewhat efficient pass game. And they just have a way better defense than my Titans. The Colts, to me, are very scary. Jason, but they're six-and-a-half-point dogs at Buffalo. What do you think about this Colts-Bills game, Jay? You know, I love the Colts, but I, this is the end of the line for them this season, right? They, they, they have a young, fast, impressive defense. I love watching them. Uh, I, I, Darius Leonard, that whole crew. When I watch the Colts, I often watch the defense more than I watch the, whoever they're playing against offense because their defense is that good. I love their scheming. I love how quick they are. I love how they rotate. Just brilliant, brilliant teamwork. But the, the Bills have improved like every week for the last five or six weeks. Going into last Sunday's game, the Dolphins had the highest ranked defense in the NFL. They were giving up 18 points a game, and the Bills put up 56 points on them. Look at, look at the points Allen is putting up, 38, 48, 26, 34, 30, 44. The Bills' offense has figured it out. Each week they continue to get better. And, and you're in Buffalo in the cold against a dome team. I mean, the Colts might be in Indianapolis, but they don't play outside. They might as well play in New Orleans. They're in a dome as well. They're not, they're not going to uh, be able to handle this. And it, it's nothing against the Colts. I think they have a bright future with that defense and with a young running back like Jonathan Taylor, who's finally coming into his own at the end of his rookie season. But you're not going to be able to outscore score Allen. I think the Colts will, will go to the draft or they'll try to get a different free agent quarterback. Uh, uh, and I think they'll improve and be a team of the future, but they're not a team of right now. I think the Bills are ahead of them by a couple of years. All right. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not at all going to argue with you. I mean, I, I, if anything, the question becomes, you know, what was, what's the biggest, you know, change to this, uh, to this, um, to, this uh, oh, to this Colts team, you know? I mean, I mean is it going to be quarterback at the end of the season, you know? I mean, what, what are they going to do there? And, uh, and, and where are they going to go with, with, the, uh, with, with their team in the future? And then on the, on the, on the other side, um, 
you know, you've got to, you've got to ask yourself, what about these bills? What was the biggest change for the bills? Was it, was it Stefan Diggs, you know, joining the team? Was it Josh Allen just getting to be more accurate? You know, you know, what is it? It was to a large extent. I would actually answer that question real quick. You don't mind. It yeah, was yeah. to a large extent when they started doing this thing where they'd run Singletary or Moss or Allen and coaches didn't know what to prepare for from week to week. And when they figured that out, a lot of fantasy players walked away from the bills. Like I'm not going to mess with it. Like Josh Allen, you keep, but you're not going to mess with that backfield. But the problem is you look at the tape and you don't know what to do. You don't know who's getting the ball, who's going to be running, which style it's going to be. They've really mixed up their offense nicely. I think you have coach of the year material here going on, like really, really smart play. And I expect them to make a deep run. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you. No, I, I'm really expecting that too. So, Chad, so what do you got here with the, with the Bills, man? I mean, do you, you, got, you got the Bills beating the Colts? What, 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 do you, what do you see? Well, to answer your question first about what's the biggest change for the Bills, it's Stephon Diggs has been a huge difference maker for them. I think that's changed the dynamics of their, their whole offensive philosophy and opened up that arm of Josh Allen and then given him the ability, even though he hasn't run as much as we noted earlier, he's still a threat to put it in his armpit and, and take it to the house. He's the guy who is a, a mobile, strong runner. You have to, you have to play for that. You have to, you have to recognize that they do have the the versatile running game but Diggs has changed the whole the whole thing if not for the hell murray i mean that's the last time they lost <laughs> you know, it, this team this team is as red hot as you can get and momentum doesn't always matter when it comes to playoff time in nfl but I, I don't see anybody playing better than them right now i think this this right now is the hottest team in the nfl and the team that's got the most going for it and wanting to accomplish something i i i, I think this is the bills I do like that Colts defense a lot. They they they're sound. They they don't make mistakes. They don't gamble without cause. They have understanding of roles and they all know what they're doing and they look like they're on a string. They look like an NBA defense. I think it'll be a nice challenge. I think it'll be a fun game to watch, but I think the Bills win this game handily. All right. Well, I mean, you guys are selling me on the Bills. I mean, I thought the Colts are going to give them everything they got. I I just I Maybe, maybe you guys are right. All right, 51 is the over-under here. Like I said, are both of y'all taking Buffalo in the six and a half then? Are you, are you feel strong about that? Yeah, I'll take that. I guess I would, yeah. Yeah, I mean, why, why wouldn't I? And I'll go over too. Oh, you'll go, so you'll take the over on the 51. Chad, how do you feel about the over-under? Yeah, I'd go over. I'd go over. All right, I mean, I'm with you on the over-under. I don't know if I'm touching that line, though. I feel like the Colts could make it a three-point, five-point game. That six and a half is just uh, – touching, I think, is too much to give the, to give the Bills. But you're right, they've been playing – Red hot offense lately, putting up points left and right. I just, uh, maybe I need to see them do it in a playoff game. Maybe I'm just worried they're gonna, uh, you know, crap the bed, uh, you know, so to speak. John, I'm not 100 sold on Josh Allen yet. All right, final How? game. I just not. I'm just not. I don't know. I, like I said, do it in a playoff game. You know, it's like Lamar Jackson. I love okay. Lamar Jackson. Not completely sold. Hasn't done it in a playoff game. You know. Um, okay. So, you know, just doing a playoff game. Sell me, sell me entirely. Just do this. This has been the season to win me over, you know. Um, all right, final game. I think he's got it on him more than Lamar does. Are we even going to see this game, this final game? It's Browns and Steelers. Jason, I think we need to ask Jay that. Yeah, Jay, I mean, are, are, are the Browns – how much COVID do your Steelers have to deal with? <laughs> I don't know. You know, it, it, I am shocked, kind of amazed that no Steelers have uh, tested uh, uh, positive this week. I think they've tested positive in the past. But this is, this is playing with fire during this pandemic season to have a team have an outbreak, play a team, 
have another outbreak and say play that team again <laughs> like right like there's only so many so many teams the Steelers can play post-COVID outbreak until TJ Watt or Ben Roethlisberger or somebody who's not replaceable against COVID and it kind of feels like that's going to happen any minute now or next Monday or Tuesday so I I get the feeling the Steelers might be sidelined again by COVID but whenever this game does happen I mean, I'm going Steelers to win, but I pay off betting on this one. This has upset written all over it. It's hard to beat a division rival three times in one year. And the Steelers are, are surprisingly bad off of bye weeks, especially bad off of older Ben Roethlisberger bye weeks. He has a tendency to get rest and then throw picks, <laughs> right? right? That's, just, that's just what he does. And that Browns defense is really, really good. People talk about Baker Mayfield because of his commercials all the time, but, but that defense is smart and they're also familiar with Pittsburgh schemes so while I'm going Steelers to win I, I would not be surprised if this were an upset game Jay how much how much of this season I know I know a lot of it was obviously you know COVID related the bye getting you know moved up and whatnot and not really feeling like a bye and everything else but at the same time Big Ben is is aging and uh he you know he's not on the TB12 plan I don't think you know it doesn't look <laughs> like <laughs> doesn't look it maybe no, he has like a cheeseburger in his pads right he's hungry out there. <laughs> yeah he's got he, a third quarter snack <laughs> exactly he's got he's got the pocket dogs you know so um what, what so, do you think that thing's for that hand warmer man? <laughs> Cheetos, so i mean uh how how like you know like like we're kind of concerned about breeze and the saints how concerned are you with uh roethlisberger <laughs> Uh, performance you know just in general you know as the season ended looked like he was getting really just beat up and tired you know hopefully this this rest is a good thing but as you said coming off a bye week he uh he throws picks but so how how concerned with Roethlisberger overall for this game are you I'm not concerned with Roethlisberger for this postseason I figure he's gonna go lay it all out there knowing this might well be it right like I I don't with his cap hit of a next year I think it's 41 million dollars who knows what'll happen? We'll wait. We'll have to know until we'll wait to see after the draft what his fate is in Pittsburgh, basically. So I'm not really worried about Robsberger. I know he's going to lay it all on the line this time. I think he sees this as like his best chance. And, you know, a lot of people were saying, oh, the Steelers, like, they're like the worst 11 and 0 team ever. But, but consider the fact they got no bye week during that 11-week stretch, basically, right? And then consider the fact that people talked about their schedule being weak. Well, look at the playoffs. Eight of their 16 games were against teams in the playoffs. So at least every other week, they were playing a playoff-caliber team. Steelers are a very, very good team. It's a question of whether the rest rejuvenates them and they make a run or whether they come back a little slow and, and get knocked off their head by, by the Browns. I suspect if they can beat the Browns, they'll be formidable in the divisional playoffs. What do you think, Chad? J Jason thinks the Browns here could be sneaky, upset-looking guys. Baker Mayfield has looked good the last couple of weeks. They got that two-headed running attack, a better-than-talked-about than defense. And they, you know, they and they they're playing like you know they they like they're hungry. Like they, this is a hungry team. So, what are you thinking on this Brown Steelers game yourself? Well, the hard thing is that hasn't been addressed at this point is the fact that you've lost your head coach. I mean that, and, and not just your head coach, but a very good play caller. That that matters, and, and it matters quite a bit. Essentially, this is a guy who's not even going to be able to have any contact with the the organization throughout the game he's gonna to have to sit at his house and watch this game which is just you know if ever there's a time to maybe bend a rule 
you know, at least let him make a phone call at halftime and say, hey, let's look at X, Y, Z, you know, and, and I, I understand I'm all for, you know, rules, but it, that it just that that stings. So that I think is more of um, a negative than we realize. And I, I don't know how you overcome that that continuity that you've had, that, that, that leadership, that guidance, that, that, that voice in the locker room at halftime, that, that, that ability to recalibrate and fix problems and, and then go back out and, and figure out how to win. Uh, you know, I, I think that's, I think that's the X factor in this. And that is um, what ultimately tilts this to the Steelers for me is Stefanski not being able to, to do his job and, and what that means to the overall outcome of this game. And that's uh, hard to quantify, but I, I just think that is what, yeah, I agree. Three times beating a team three times in a season, that's, that's hard. And, and that defense is good and they are absolutely ready. And you know how hungry they are. They have blood in their mouth. They want more than anything this game. I just don't see it. I just, I, I just think the Steelers are the better team with more assets and better leadership, especially since you don't get to have your leader. I think this is uh, a Steelers win. Pretty I mean, comfortable and confident about it. I'm surprised, I guess, in the 21st century, we can't get, like, what was that, the, the Peyton Manning commercial where he's rolling around picking up the jerseys as, like, a <laughs> – as an iPad, whatever robot thing or whatever, you guys see that one? You know what I'm talking about? No. You haven't seen that one where Peyton Manning is like he's like you know getting the jerseys after the game. Anyways, why can't we put an iPad on, on something and Stefanski can be there and he can just FaceTime the entire time? You know, so sounds like a Sheldon Cooper episode of. I mean, I just, I, I mean, I, it's 21st century, man. I mean, we FaceTime all the time. You, you got to zoom yeah. in meetings. I don't know why yeah. Stefanski yeah, can't be I'm there saying. virtually. I mean, I agree. I think that if ever there's a moment to reevaluate rules, this is probably it, especially when you look at, you know, what we're facing in this situation and, and how much they've had. I mean, they lost their whole receiving crew two weeks ago. They, they, they played a game without any of their receivers, if you remember correctly, you know, and they've already lost their, their best receivers. So it, it's, it seems to me, uh, like something you could work around if you had the ingenuity and wherewithal and want to, but you know, I'm, it, it is what it is, and you're you're gonna have to deal with it. But I don't know how they deal with it. I don't know how you make up for that that person and his leadership and his. I mean, because he arguably he's, he's the coach of the year, right? I mean, has there has there been anybody who's gotten more? From you know, that, an adverse situation than Stefanski? I don't know. That's a good question. I mean, Tomlin, you know, keeping the team together gets should get a nod, you know. Uh, I, if Miami had made the playoffs, I'd put Brian Flores up there. Uh, I, I don't know. If co coach of the year is tough. I think there's been a lot of good coaching jobs done this year. But Stefanski's definitely up there. He's definitely on, on, on the top of the list. All right, so – you, you got Steelers. I got Steelers. Jay's taking his team over-under is 47 and a half. Jay, are you touching the over-under at least? Oh, that's a tough one. Yeah, no, I, I think, I think I'm, I, oddly enough, as a Steelers fan, I'm laying off this game. I do not know what's going to happen. I really don't. There's, 
way too many variables. We don't even know it's gonna be played at this point. I would stay away from this. Yeah, no, it's 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 kind of scary, man. You know, you don't know you don't know which Baker Mayfield you're gonna get. If you get some Baker Mayfield coming out there to to light it up, you know, I mean, it it could be scary. Uh, Chad, what do you think, man? Over under forty seven and a half. Yeah, I'm not touching that. Uh, no, thanks. <laughs> no thanks. Is it just me or the AFC games more exciting? It feels like. Is it, it, it? I mean, we could end up with a better slate in the NFC, but does the AFC just feel like they got the the tighter matchups? Is that just me? I think no, for different percent, they're they're the games you're excited to see. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not too excited about Saints Bears, and I like the Saints even. I'm just it's like yeah, Washington Bucks and eh, Rams Seahawks. That could be the most dreary game we've ever seen. You know, I mean. The AFC looks really exciting. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. And as we get to next week and whatnot and, uh, and bring our, our two bi-week teams uh, back into the play, uh, let's do some Super Bowl predictions real fast, guys. Right now, before the playoffs start, Jay, who do you got in the Super Bowl? Uh, do you have just are – you, are you going chalk? Uh, you know, are you going chalk Packers uh, Chiefs? Or are you put your Steelers in there? Wh- who's your Super Bowl matchup? Man, I would love to put my Steelers in there, but I, I can't do that. I, I'm going to go with the shocker today. I'm going to go Saints-Bills. Saints-Bills. Wow. That – all right. I think I'm... Green Bay gets tripped up by this bye week. I don't think Green Bay is as good as people think they are. I think people are enamored by Aaron Rodgers' numbers, and they're impressive numbers. But real football and fantasy football oftentimes get convoluted and confused, right? I think a team can go in and – a lot of it depends on who they have to play next week. But I have a good feeling for the Saints finally getting over the hump and Breeze getting to get another ring and retire. And this Bills team, I have a funny feeling about them. Someone's going to upset the Chiefs' apple cart, right? Why not? So I'm going to go Saints-Bills. All right, about to start a four-year run of Jim Kelly excellence. All right, uh, Chad, what do you got here, man? Who's your Who's your Super Bowl pick right now? Are you going chalk, or you got somebody else? No, look, I mean that's a really that's a really bold prediction, but it's really probably pretty close to right because if anybody can can go in to Lambeau and get them, it's going to be a defense like the Saints have, and they can they can neutralize what most of Aaron does, uh, both of the Aarons, you know, they, I, I think they can, you know, Devonte Adams being the X factor in that. If they, they're, if they can, they can keep him quiet. The saints, the saints are staring down a real nice opportunity. I, you know, I, I don't, I don't see enough in the other NFC teams. It's, it's, it's between the saints and, and the Packers the Packers defense has improved, has has made steady improvement over the course of the last six weeks, especially. You you feel like you're getting more from them than you thought you would uh, at the beginning of the season. But I, I think New Orleans um, is in a position to where they they can they can upset them, even you know, in cold weather. That defense is is a difference maker. So if if they can get Murray and Kamara healthy and keep the ball on the ground and control the time of possession, hold the ball, keep it, keep the score down, keep Rodgers off the field. The Saints could very easily find themselves playing for another Super Bowl. And I wouldn't put that past them. If I, if I was pressed to it, I would say the Packers just because they're playing at home in Lambeau in the cold, but I, I it, it's not by much. I mean, it's not it, – that, that game will be fun, fun, fun. And 
look, I'm 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 with Jay here on the Bills. I'm I'm riding the Bills hard. I I, I, I wow. think the Bills, Bills Mafia rolling. I, I have the I have the Bills. Uh, I, I like the Bills a lot. And it, look, Kansas City hasn't played that well over the last six weeks. They, they've not they've not been the same team. You watch them. You and and it's it's not like something you can quantify in numbers and and you know like Mahomes has been trash or any of that. Uh, Edwards Alaire not being able to play all the time is a problem for them because clearly Le'Veon's not the same guy. So there's there's issues. Kelsey's had a great year. Tyreek's had a great year. That defense has been overperforming. But when you watch them over the last, especially four weeks, that's not the same team that you saw with the, the dynamic look that they had early. It's just not something – the smell test doesn't work for me. They're vulnerable. They're, they're more vulnerable now than they have ever been over the last three years, in my opinion. So I think right now, with all things in, the Bills are the scariest team in this in the sport right now. Period, in my opinion. So you're going Packers Bills as your Super Bowl? Is that, that what you got? That would that would be my preliminary thought. Yes. Wow. Wow. You guys agree on the Bills and the man. And I I I, I must I'm not drinking the Kool-Aid. Maybe I'm still remember that Titans beat down the Bills earlier in the season. Maybe that's my problem. All right. I'm 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 going total homer. Homer Super Bowl. Of course you are. I'm going. I'm going Saints Titans, baby. If I'm not going chalk, Packers Chiefs. <laughs> I'm not going Packers Chiefs. I'm going Saints Titans. You know, for all the reasons you guys think the Saints can beat the Packers, and same thing with the Titans, man. Titans can keep that ball control, as Jay was pointing out. Keep Derrick Henry on the ground, and if they can do that through the entire AFC playoffs, they will get by the Chiefs this year. And uh, and I think the Titans are in the Super Bowl. Once they get there, who knows? Then, uh, then you know, then then they probably lose to the Saints. But still, I think the Chiefs are right for the picking, man. I really do. I, I, I'm not going to disagree, man. But but you know, there's still a little magic in that Patty Mahomes hat when he pulls it out. Well, there, there's no question about that. But all of all of it, it, it's the sum of the parts. And and right now, it just doesn't seem like all of those things are on the same page for them. All right. Any any final thoughts here, boys, before we before we sign off on our on our first episode of the year? Jay, any final thoughts you want to throw out? I don't know. I, I, I like the scheduling actually of all these games. I thought the thought the NFL did a good job scheduling this weird wild card weekend. Although I hope we'll go back to, to less teams next year. I don't know if we need uh, uh, a team like the Washington football team in here. Yeah, no, we'll have to talk about that uh, uh, changes of the season at the end of the season. We'll talk. We'll do a little season recap and talk about things we liked and didn't like that happened uh, and, and changes that they, they proposed. Any uh, final thoughts for you, Chad? Yes. Rest in peace, Tommy Lasorda, one of the all-time greatest human beings ever in the history of sports, died today. That's a hard one for me. Even as uh, his 88 Dodgers took my A's down, uh, that's that's one of those dudes who was um, transcendental in sports, and it's hard to watch a man that great, that meaningful to a sport, pass away. And uh, gonna miss you, Tommy. You're you're a fun fun dude to watch. Totally echo that, man. Tommy Lasorda for me is like the John Madden of baseball. You know, 
when I, when I think of like great arching over, you know, fatherly figures and coaches and things, you know, Tommy Lasorda is the, the baseball, you know, John Madden's the football guy, you know, so definitely, definitely when I woke up this morning, I saw that on the news, uh, definitely sad, but, but 93 man lived a good life, lived a good life. So, uh, yep. Yep. Uh, yeah, no, uh, rest in peace. Tommy Lasorda. Just a, just a cool dude. All right, guys, we will be back hopefully next week to talk about the divisional playoffs. Um, like I said, we are the Tailgate Kings. You can find us online at www.thetailgatekings.com, on Facebook, Tailgate Kings, on Twitter, on Instagram, where we got food pictures always going up, trying to, trying to keep your palate for your menu items uh, rocking and rolling. Uh, and we'll have some recipes for you soon on the website again as we, uh, as we get rolling from the hurricanes and the pandemic into the new year, 2021. We're on it. For the Tailgate Kings, I'm Dr. Die with Jason Reynolds and Chad Jackson, and we will uh, we'll see you again in the future. Peace.